For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Trend Zone. I am your host, Dustin Baker, here with Cody Spears, Wes Johnson, Jason Bowen, and Marcus is back for another week. We are going through quarterback power rankings, starting at 15 on down to one from the panel. We'll try to make it short and sweet with each response to keep it under that one-hour mark for your listening pleasure. But that's on the docket, our annual review of quarterback power rankings. We're also going to talk about betonline.ag to start off the evening. Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all of your sports betting needs and information. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments for the NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball, fights, and NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering needs, including live betting and the fan-favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's really easy to get started. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive uh, this promo code. Excuse me, use this promo code, B-L-E-A-V, believe, B-L-E-A-V, and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. NFL Trend Zone, the June 1st edition. We are going to go through quarterback rankings 15 through 1 from five different dudes. So I hope you got your thinking cap on. You're taking notes at home because that's what we're doing. Wes, however, good sir, we had some fantasy football tomfoolery this week. Can you tell us about it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, before we get to it, though, I just want to say rest in peace to both Mary and Barber, uh, the third, and Jeff Gladney, who both really passed away prematurely mm-hmm. um, really sad situations in in both of them. So rest in peace with both those guys. Um, definitely gone too soon. Uh, pivoting to uh, the topic at hand. Uh, so yeah, um, a player from my San Francisco giants, Jock Peterson um, got into a little scrum uh, before a game uh, against the Cincinnati Reds uh, with their outfielder, Tommy Pham. Uh, apparently, both players were in a high-stakes fantasy football league uh, in which Mike Trout was the uh, commissioner. Um, Jock Peterson took advantage of some uh, league rules and put Jeff Wilson Jr. running back for the 49ers um, on the IR spot. He was, I believe, designated as out for um, the game, and the league rules allowed for Jock to do that. Um, Fam, he took uh, he took offense to that happening, and then 
I guess there was some messaging back and forth in the group chat that they had. Uh, there was a, a GIF shared of um, some weightlifters and fam I, at that time was on the San Diego Padres. And um, I guess two of the weightlifters, which were the Giants and um, Dodgers represented, were really pumping the iron. And, and then the one that uh, was represented with the Padres was really struggling. Um uh, I guess that is what set Fam off. And a whole year and a half later, uh, when he caught Jock Peterson on the field, he decided to slap him. So, um, pretty big grudge to to hold there. Uh, Fam, I, yeah, absolutely. Fam dropped out of that league a couple weeks later, even. So, <laughs> I mean, this guy's a little unhinged. If, if oh yes. God, man! Yeah, think think about the 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 long memory you'd have to have. <laughs> Like over a fantasy football game, you're like, you know what? I'm gonna slap that bitch the next time I see him. <laughs> like, you know, you really staying loyal to your to your vow. Seething resentment. <laughs> Cody, were, Cody, were the were the who was justified here in the fantasy football adjudication? Man, that slap might have been justified. I know uh, <laughs> Wes joined my fantasy football home league halfway through last year and went on to win the whole thing. Just he do, that's out what he of nowhere. Does. But, but Cody, Cody, did you want to slap on the back maybe when I didn't see him? <laughs> did you want to sock him? Oh, definitely not. Maybe. <laughs> but then again, I heard that they had like a thousand dollar buy-in. So, you know, that probably would make a little bit of a difference. I'll be like, Wes, he sharked me. You did not tell me you were this good at fantasy football. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he he does join leagues and then he wins them. But the cool part is if you're friends with him, every now and then he'll give you a little tip just to keep you keep you at an arm's length. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, I know this one's a real one. And then you keep him in the league because he gave you the tips. <laughs> or maybe, yep. maybe they're bullshit tips, but they seem to work for me. They are not. They are not bullshit tips. <laughs> I will have one tonight. Oh, really? Yes. All right. So, well, that's a segue. We'll, we'll we'll pivot to the quarterback stuff. We're going to go around the horn, starting at 15, 30 seconds apiece. Uh, each, each man on the panel is going to go count them down the ladder. So I'm going to start with Jason Bolin in South Dakota. Give us your 15th. The, the, so the criteria here is performance for 2022. So obviously what's happened in the past has an impact, but I don't care about who is statistically the best in 2021. I want to know who's on the way to be the best in 2022. So Mr. Bowen, number 15 on your list. Oh man, before we, lots of surprises here. Lot, you guys are <laughs> going to look at me like I'm a complete moron, like you do most shows, but that's fine. Coming in at number 15, I got Zach Wilson. That's the first surprise. <clears throat> yes. First surprise coming in hot with Zach Wilson. I love the Jets. I have a secret c- crush on the Jets. You guys will never guess why. I'll tell you after the show. Uh, but yeah, the Jets, I got I'm high on them. I oh, mean, I it's probably something to do with Eric Decker. That's my guess. You're close, but it started, <laughs> it started with Steve Atwater. <laughs> there it is. All right. Uh <laughs> Marcus, number 15 on your list. I have uh, Kenny Pickett. Oh, wow. You guys are both going with wild cards. All right. Give us 20 seconds worth of why. Uh, I think uh, Mike Tomlin. I just, I just don't think, I think Kenny Pickett's a good, good quarterback and I think he'll fit in good. I just, I just, I don't think the Steelers are going to be bad. Yeah, they never are. To the Shit, I was going to put Trubisky back. on my list. <laughs> yeah, I, actually, <laughs> I had to pick, I had to figure out which one to choose because you don't know who's going to play. Yeah. 
All right, Cody, you've done a personal little renaissance on Kenny Pickett. I doubt he's your 15th. Who is your 15th? At 15, I got Jalen Hurts, you know, in place of Lamar Jackson as the premier mobile QB in the league last year. Uh, he finished uh, very successful on designed QB runs, uh, but as a passer, he just gets by. And if this guy can target the middle of the field and, and prove his accuracy, he could definitely has the potential to go top 10 or even higher, especially with the addition of A.J. Brown to help with that middle yeah. of the field work. Wes, I had Jalen Hurts as my 18th. Who do you have at your 15th? Uh, Marcus, again with the L.A. hat, man. I, I need a red <laughs> pen to just like scribble that out. It's another one. It's a different one. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I'm um, sorry. Uh, I don't know where he gets them. I, I, I blame you, Jason. <laughs> yeah, well, I should. I'm gonna start sending him some Chiefs hats. You should. <laughs> from, you should. From Cody. <laughs> from Cody. Yes. Yes. Um, at 15, I have Matt Ryan. Okay. Um, no explanation. We can move on to the next. Matt Ryan. He's established quarterback. Use so. your 30 seconds to insult the young man with the LA hat. Right? <laughs> on brand for a. Fantasy football resentful giant fan. Uh, I coincidentally have Matt Ryan as well at 15. Um, I think he, I don't think he's washed. I think with a team that is foundationally sound with the Colts, he will be just fine. So that's my 15th. We kick it over to Jason at number 14. Number 14, I got Jalen Hurts there. Jalen Hurts at number 14. Uh, as I've stated on the show multiple times in the past couple of weeks, I love what the uh, Eagles are putting together on offense. Love it. And much like Cody said, I think he can get even higher than this, but we're going to come in with number 14. Marcus, number 14. I got, I've got Derek Carr. I Ooh. think uh, him and D Adams are going to have sort of that Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase kind of connection. So that's why. That, that works for me. Cody at number 14. I do want to point out, I have Matt Ryan as washed. Oh, uh, really? <laughs> at, four, at 14, I got Trevor Lawrence. Uh, this is a guy who his inaugural season, it was the by the it was coached by the worst coach in NFL history. And yeah. uh, if anything, that should get me an incomplete from me. But he showed everything that was advertised to be the first overall pick with his processing ability, his accuracy and his pre-snap um, abilities at the line of scrimmage, even with bad coaching. You can tell he's just overcompensating with some of those bad plays last year. So with captain, I'm going to rank all 32. Who does Lawrence notably oust in your rankings? Uh, I have Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, Jimmy Garoppolo, Ryan Tannehill, uh, Daniel Jones behind him. Okay. Uh, An honorable mention at 16 uh, for Mr. Average would be Mac Jones. Okay. Fair enough. All right. So you have... Uh, let's see. So no, we're on to Wes. Wes at number 14. What do we got? Uh, I didn't know Adam Gase coached Jags last year, but anyway, <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah. he's the worst. <laughs> yes, uh, he is. At number 14, I have uh, Jalen Hurts um, to piggyback Jason and uh, one up Cody on um, the, the slotting. But uh, I think Hurts will continue to take the next step. They added AJ Brown, so that's only going to help him um so Jalen Hurts number 14 I have Derek Carr because I think that he along with Kirk Cousins Matthew Stafford are all pretty much the same dude if either one of those guys quarterback the 2021 Rams I think they're Super Bowl champions 
And they're not quite good enough to drag a team by themselves to the promised land, but they are good enough to guide a team that's already pretty good. So number 14 for me is Derek Carr. Number 13, Jason. Number 13 for me, I got Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins coming in. I wanted to put him a little higher, but um, I think his own statement gave me pause for that just because he's stating how you know complicated this offensive scheme is going to be. But I think once they figure it out, he's going to take off. I think he's going to really be able to, to show folks what he's capable of. I mean, he's been doing that for years, but um, hopefully somebody will come around now that he's got an offensive backer coaching him. Marcus, number 13, is it Cousins? No, I have him a little higher. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I've got uh, number 13, Tom Brady. Oh, well, you're going to have to take a little bit longer than 30 seconds here. <laughs> he starts uh, to plummet a little bit. Yeah, I, I don't think he'll – I mean, I I put him at 13 because I think he'll still do decent, but I, I just don't think he'll have another good season. You know, it's that sounds blasphemous now, but he's 45 years old, and it wouldn't be odd for a 45-year-old quarterback to just have like 23 touchdowns and 10 interceptions that yeah. eventually catches up to a guy. Uh, Cody at number 13. At 13, I got Dak Prescott. Uh, this guy was a top four, top five quarterback before he got hurt. Uh, the only drawback for me on Prescott is uh, that he's closer to Cousins than one might think, just less mechanically sound. And also in the fact that he can't ascend an offense, he has to have a good supporting cast. And I think a lot of his what he's shown us so far has been because he has been in possibly the best nucleus of an offense that you could ask for to start his career. All right. Cody's got Prescott at 13. Wes, who do you got? I want to put Russ Wilson here since Jason (laughs) (laughs) talk about resentment. No, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Uh, At 13, I have uh, Deshaun Watson, um, depending on how, how many games he plays. But if, if he plays, I don't know, 14 of the 17 games, um, uh, I think he would rank in right around 13. I got to say before we go on, I left him completely off the list because of the unknowns. Oh, yeah, really? So did I. I oh, actually just forgot easy. him. So Also, fuck um, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys got lucky there because I had to wiggle him in based on my memory of how good he is for football purposes. Um, You're going to have to add me to the resentment list, Wes, because I have cousins at number 13. And (laughs) that's because I took the 12 guys ahead of him. And I thought, would I rather have this guy on the Vikings this year? And for the 12 guys that I'm about to list the next 40 minutes, I said, yes. So uh, cousins lives in that special category of damn good, not elite. And I think that warrants 13th best Jason, number 12. Number 12, I have Ryan, Matt Ryan. Ooh. I like him coming in at 12. I think he's going to be a great fit in Indy for the reasons that you mentioned. The team is already put together. Um, way, way superior to Carson Wentz. He's always put up good numbers. There's no reason to see those numbers go down, in my opinion, this year. Marcus, you are up at number 12. I have Kirk Cousins at number 12. Okay. Uh, I just think that. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. He's good, but I don't know if I could rank him over the, the next guys that I have coming up. This is exactly where I was because I know he's good. Uh, I mean, I I almost built a career on telling people <laughs> that this guy's pretty good, folks. Uh, and yeah, so I, I'm with you there. Uh, Cody, number 12. 
At number 12, I got Matthew Stafford. Uh, I got him at 12, which may seem a little low to people. Uh, to me, he is the epitome of a stubborn quarterback. He makes bullish throws that pay off more often than not. But I feel like a lot of his success with the Rams this last year was due to Sean McVay. And it's just a perfect marriage between the two. But I do have him a little lower because although he's a quick processor, that far of like trust in his arm comes back to bite him a lot. And he's, as we saw with the Lions, that you may not be able to overcome that without help from your coaching staff. And how many times, Cody, in 12 years worth of football, were you watching Vikings Lions? And how many times did you think, oh, shit, here comes Stafford? Did you ever feel that? Uh, only in that one playoff run, whenever it seemed like Megatron was going for 100 yards a game. Uh, that, that was probably the only time I thought that. Uh, other than that, I really wasn't scared of Matthew Stafford at all. It was really other players on his team. Yep, that's exactly where I was. All right, Wes, number 12, who is it? All right, here's my first surprise. All right. Um, Tua Tagovailoa. That is a surprise. Butchered the hell out of that name. <laughs> um, new head coach. Uh, surrounded him with weapons. Surrounded him with uh, weapons that play to his strengths. Uh, both Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Um, they were top five last year in separation off the line of scrimmage. Um Tua can put the ball in in windows for these guys um, and has one of the quicker releases in the league. Um, I believe Miami's going to operate on spacing a lot. Um, I know there's a lot of talk and a lot of flack about Tua's deep ball. Uh, He didn't have the time last year with the offensive line. That's something that they definitely beefed up. I think sky's the limit for Tua. He is my fantasy football crush heading into the year. Um, I suggest picking him up if you can. Picking him up as your QB1? Possibly. Late round? I mean, it, if you're doing a late round QB strategy, yeah. absolutely. Wow. Okay. That is that is breaking news, especially from a esteemed brain like yours. Uh, number 12, I have Lamar Jackson, and that's because I'm of the opinion that his weaponry got worse this offseason. And a dirty little secret is that Lamar Jackson was not good last year, but he's fun to watch. He's electrifying. He's one of a kind. So nobody cares that he wasn't very good at all last year. (laughs) No, he had, he had one good game and that's against the Colts. Bless his heart. He just wasn't very good. Nobody cares. Uh, Number 11, Jason. Yeah. Well, this is a perfect time for me to mention that Lamar Jackson is not on my list. Oh, at all? <laughs> Not at all. And then Wes, is was that the fantasy football tidbit that you were going to give us with Tua? Yes. Nice. Good. Nice to sneak that in. At number right, eleven, I got Dak. Down. <laughs> Dak. Dak. Dak Prescott at number eleven coming in. Um, I, you know, I'd like to put him a little higher because he's always got great numbers. But I did have the privilege of witnessing play a putrid. <laughs> Denver team and he looked like trash. <laughs> so I can't put him any higher than 11. That That's fair. Uh, Marcus, you're number 11. I, I thought about putting Dak here, but I just can't. Uh, so I put Lamar Jackson at my number 11 spot just because uh, I'm not too high on him, but I also don't think he's not going to do bad. He's very mobile, very athletic. So that's why. Yeah, no, he, uh, if, it, if it wasn't for that, the amount of time he rushes the ball. I don't know yeah. what our opinion would be of Lamar Jackson. Not saying he's a bad thrower. It's just that he's so <laughs> good at running the football that it kind of negates 
you know, what you would see from a, from a regular uh, yeah. pocket passer. All right. So you got number 11, Lamar Jackson. That brings us to Cody with number 11. I got to agree there. Uh, I got Lamar Jackson at 11. Uh, this is a guy, he regressed as a passer in 2022 while his offense had many moving pieces. And then he's still the most dynamic QB in the league, uh, but that's just when healthy. And uh, this guy is someone who struggled to make throws down the field and posted a career high amount of turnover worthy plays, which uh, to me, it could be a product of all those injuries he had on offense. Uh, but at the same time, he still changes the way defenses operate when they play Baltimore, which is why they have such great rushing success. But you still want to see more as a passer. So I can't put him higher than 11. That's another thing. When he has turnovers, it's like people are like, oh, yeah, it's bound to happen. But, you know, Derek Carr does that. And it's like, oh, boy, this is why he's not all that. And yeah. It's, it's just a different or, vibe. Or cousins. Yeah, or cousins for sure. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, they usually call for him to be, you know, traded when that happens. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right, Wes, number 11. Yeah, I, too, do not have Lamar Jackson on my top 15 list. My goodness. Behind Tua. I think they actually got better last year when Tyler Huntley came in and played. My um, I'm here so for I, the Tyler Huntley praise. <laughs> hey, I I would have him just outside. I, I would probably slot him in at 16. Okay. Uh, number 11 for me is Derek Carr. Uh, he gets his his college buddy in Devontae Adams. Um, he led a team that nobody thought would be able to make the playoffs into the playoffs last year. And I just think that he's going to continue to kind of play and make that next step. Uh, he's bunched in with um, the group that we had already discussed, the the Prescott's, the staffers, the cousins. Number 11, I have Dakota rain Prescott. And that's because I think we're getting to a point or we're, we're arrived where he is not going to be in that upper crust of Mahomes and Rodgers and Brady. There was glimpses back in 2016, 2017 that he would, but I'm starting to realize, although he is damn good, like, like Stafford at times, most of the time, I should say, uh, I really think 11th is, is fair for, for Prescott. So that brings us to number 10, a top 10 uh, list coming, coming at you. Jason, who is your top 10 quarterback? At number 10, I got Derek Carr coming in. Uh, lots of unknowns there with Josh McDaniels. Obviously, as a Broncos fan, we're all happy they got Josh McDaniels. But I think that this will be his second time around. I think he's going to marry well with with Carr. And, and I mean, we don't need to even mention bringing in Devontae Adams. Not only that, but they got so much chemistry. The, those skill position players have that camaraderie there that they've been building in in uh, Vegas for the last three years. Um, I think Carr is going to do well this year. And even last year, the dude is always at the top of the number chart. Yards. Marcus, Marcus number 10. Uh, my number 10 is Zach Wilson. <laughs> what is with you guys? <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I, I don't know. I feel good about the Jets. I, I do. I feel good about Zach Wilson. I, I just feel like he's going to have a good year this year. Well, he does look kind of like Drew Locke, too. All right. So we got a lot of steam. This this puts uh, Cody's Drew Brees conspiracy <laughs> theories in the rear view. <laughs> so, yeah, this is all right. You're making me uncomfortable, you guys. Because, uh, well, you know, our names are attached to this show. Uh, all right, Cody, number 10 for you. Uh, so I did this by tears, and I do have Zach Wilson, Tua, 
and Bustin Fields under the incomplete. Yeah. Now on to the all-pro discussions, which I got six quarterbacks in here. Ooh. And my number 10 is Derek Carr. This wow. is a guy who was a top three QB before his offense started to fall apart. I mean, you're losing Ruggs and Waller in the middle of the season. And before that point, he was one of the best quarterbacks in the league at attacking downfield. After that, he went completely to the other side of the spectrum. This is a guy that's similar to Cousins, but less talented. He needs the right environment to succeed. Number 10, Derek Carr. Wes, give us your number 10 quarterback of the 2022 season. We will go with the Super Bowl champion, Matthew Stafford. Um, in doing some research on, on these uh, rankings, came across an article from Sports Illustrated, and they had him in at number three in yeah. the uh, absolute elite tier. <laughs> I almost <laughs> fell out of my chair. Yeah. And then they... They doubled down by saying, based off of his Super Bowl performance, and I'm like, did you even watch the game where he almost <laughs> threw the game away? <laughs> um, anyways, we, we've discussed Stafford here. He, he does not strike fear in, in my heart, um, regardless of what offense he's running under. So, Matthew Stafford. That's who I have as well, for those those very reasons. Um Super impressed that he won a Super Bowl, and when you when you look at that roster and depth chart, you, you think to yourself, "Well, of course they won a Super Bowl. Look at those. Look at these guys. This is the dream team." All right, so number ten is Stafford for me, as long, as well as West. That brings us to number nine with Jason. Number nine, I got Brady. Brady breaks the top ten yet again. It's not going to surprise me if he falls off. It's not going to surprise me if he gets in the top five. <laughs> um, Brady all day. Marcus, following up your Zach Wilson top 10 announcement, do I dare ask who you have at number nine? Uh, uh, you might. Uh, Jalen Hurts. Here we go. Nine. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I like Devontae Smith. And I, I think they've made some good additions to the team. So that's why I've got Jalen Hurts up there. Yeah, you got him um, busting into stardom if he's going to be the ninth best. So kudos to you for that bold prediction. See that one? That one? That one makes sense. We've seen little seeds that he's going to be good with Wilson. You're really getting bold, uh, <laughs> Cody. Number nine. I'm going to need about two minutes for this one. All right. Uh, number nine. I got Kirk Cousins. I can't believe Zach Wilson went above Kirk Cousins. <laughs> but uh, I got Kirk Cousins at number nine. I mean, we're talking about one of the most, if not the most, mechanically sound throwers in the league. With a clean pocket, this this dude's on par with anybody. I mean, he could throw just as far as Patrick Mahomes. Um, the only thing he can't do is, well, I mean, he can rush just about as good as Josh Allen, too, as we've seen before, him picking up the chains. Uh, but, I mean, this is a guy also with a bad supporting cast. We're looking at maybe 15th best quarterback in the league, best-case scenario. So uh, I can't move him much higher than ninth because he can't exactly ascend an offense, but this is one of the best drivers that you could get in the league for an offense that's ready to go all the way. Cousins, the driver, Wes, number nine. Yeah, that's right where I have Cousins, number nine. Um, somebody on Twitter had posted this uh, yesterday. So Cousins 2021 season with a defensive-minded head coach was – statistically enough to tie or break over 26 Chicago Bears single season <laughs> franchise records at quarterback position. I'll be damned. Think about that. Think about shout that. Out, shout and out to John who's listening to this. Offensive minded head coach. <laughs> yeah, in an uh, in an 8 and 9 season no less. So it's not like uh, you know, he was rip roaring on this team that was, you know, storybook 
it was uh, a Zimmer led team that, <laughs> yeah. you know, allowed him to throw every now and then. Every now and again, he'd get drive down the field and pull him out for a field goal. Well, that's what happened against the Cardinals. I can tell you all about it. Yep. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. All right. Number nine for me. I'm interested to see where you guys have this man is Kyler Murray. Um, he's kind of a prick. He's moody. And that's just the way it is. Tough shit. And <laughs> I do like what I see from him. Every time I watch him, I'm like, God, this guy's good. But I'm, I, that's how I felt about Prescott, too, about four years ago. So I'm not sure if Murray will bust into a top five or he'll always be kind of right here, um, but he's going into year four and I expect him to, to be even better. So Murray, it is for me at uh, number nine, that brings us, I think, I think we're on yeah, the right order here. Number eight, Jason. Yeah, number eight. Yeah. I got, I got Kyler here. Actually, I wanted I am not too high on this guy, but I cannot ignore the good. Um, so I am going to roll with him and, um, you know, it's, but again, same thing. It's not going to surprise me if he does a little bit worse or if he's top five, these top ones are hard for me to choose, but yeah, I got Kyler coming in at eight. I would say if he has an average year, that's not that great. He'll be super confusing. Like, because he wants $250 million contract. And of course you have to be top five quarterback for that. So if he's just kind of like, 25 touchdowns, 10 picks. That would be really weird because this is the year that we should know firmly if he is the, the guy. And so we'll keep an eye on that one. Um, Marcus at number eight. I do not have Kyler Murray on my list. Oh, okay. I, I, if you if two years ago for making this list, I would have had him up there high, but um, I have Aaron Rodgers at number eight. I just think that he, I mean MVP. He's pretty good, so but I don't think he'll be up there because he does not have the same weapons as he did last year. So that's why I put him okay. lower. Yeah, their uh, offense will be a work in progress. Um, unfortunately, their defense is probably the best that Rodgers has had in his career there. So we shall see if that if that's a good trade off of them. Let's hope not. Uh, Cody, the number eight best quarterback. At number eight, I got Joe Burrow. Uh, this is a guy who last year or the 2020 season, he had everything you wanted in a quarterback uh, except for the deep throw accuracy. And everybody was ragging on him because he couldn't throw the ball deep. Uh, obviously, we saw what happened with Jamar Chase. Can't tell you how many different times I felt like I saw him running down 50 yards downfield with the ball in his hand for a touchdown. Uh, we saw T. Higgins do it and the Super Bowl. Uh, so after improving that and with accuracy and timing being amongst the best in the league, uh, really from here on out to number one for me, the the error or the margin for error is razor thin. Yeah. It's not much separating these guys. Yeah, I'm with you when I was making this list. I felt the same way. Wes, who's your number eight? Uh, number eight for me is Dak Prescott. Um, even though uh, they traded away um a few or one of his weapons um i i believe that this offense is is geared to be the powerhouse um that jerry jones wants it to be uh he wants to put on a show he built that palace down in dallas and you know he's built this team to put on a show every single sunday and i just i lump Prescott in with, you know, the cousins and the staffers. So okay. uh, 
that's right where he lands. Uh, number eight, I have Joseph Burrow, and I fully bought into the fun and Burrow mania in late January and February, but I'm also cognizant of how Super Bowl runner-ups habitually take a step back. Maybe not him personally, um, but their teams just have this little curse where they take a year off and then they come back strong. Um, so for that reason, the team aspect, I have Burrow at eight. Jason, number seven. Number seven, I got Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, I can never bet against that guy. I thought he was done last year. Remember that? Yeah. When I said that. Um, I mean, every year he just continues to impress. I, you know, and on most lists, most years, he might have been even a little bit higher, but they not only did they lose Devontae, right? Um, but I mean, they did fine before Devontae was Devontae. They lost coaches on the offensive side of the ball, which could potentially hinder that a little bit. Granted, they still got the Lafleur calling the shots, so I think they're going to be just fine. And Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Amen. Number seven, Marcus. You thought my uh, ten and nine surprise? Yeah, <laughs> wait till you hear this one. I've got Mac Jones at number yep, seven. That is a. <laughs> Oh no! And you're just gonna <laughs> leave it, leave it there with no context. Yeah, are no, your no. are your rankings in reverse? <laughs> no comment. No comment. We're doing the one. bottom fifteen. Matt Jones. <laughs> All right. Well, Marcus. We're just has gonna him. let that marinate. Yeah, Marcus. Look, before we him. go any further, though, you don't have Daniel Jones on this list. No, do no, okay, I okay. do not. I do not. So Mac Jones takes a fat ass sophomore leap into stardom <laughs> at number seven on the Marcus pecking order. Uh, Cody, number seven. At number seven, I got a victim of recency bias, and that's Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray once again improved on almost all of his weaknesses, mm -hmm. which if you remember, it was uh, he couldn't make throws over the middle of the field. People said it was because he was too short. Well, he had a career high there. Uh, but his midseason injury changed his MVP season outlook. I mean, this is a guy people were making bets on to win MVP, uh, just like someone else I have coming up, Russell Wilson. I mean, Russell Wilson was a top three quarterback until he got his injury, mm -hmm. uh, and then he wasn't any good for the rest of the year. Um, and Kyler Murray, I do want to point out on PFF, he did have the best big play rate while also having one of the lowest turnover-worthy amount of plays. So this guy is its lightning that's easier to catch than in a bottle. However, that saying works. Either way, this is a big play looking to happen, and he doesn't produce many turnovers, which is surprising for his stature. You think maybe he gets rocked a little bit, he'll drop the ball or not be able to see over the offensive line. But I'm I'm homering Kyler Murray all the way, all the way. Number seven, Wes Johnson. Seven for me. This is where I have Justin Herbert. Um. We've seen a lot from him. He seems to have all the tools, but for whatever reason, he can't, you know, uh, get his team over the hump and into the playoffs. Uh, last year's uh, week 18 matchup with the uh, Raiders, uh, all they needed to do was tie the game and they would have made the playoffs. And um, coaching staff made a, blunder of a decision and you know here they are uh missing the playoffs again uh so i i still need to see a little bit more from him he could slide down this list next year but i think seven's a good spot to place him i agree because that's where i have herbert um his first two seasons i think he shocked everybody with how game ready ready he was <laughs> even in his first unannounced start when they shoved him in right before the coin flip 
Um, and I think that, so I'll preface this by saying, so Vikings fans think, think that they're snake bitten by bullshit, close game stuff. Well, let me introduce you to the Los Angeles chargers. They're the Kings of close games and maybe not as many historic missed kicks or like just devastating moments, but they are the close game Kings. And I think uh, Herbert has just carried over some of those snake bitten tendencies. Uh, number six, Jason. Number six, I have, uh, let me see here. Sorry about the pause here. I got sa- I got Matt Stafford at six. Ooh, I like Stafford. Uh, I think second year in McVay's system, he might clean up some of those uh, turnovers. Maybe not. Doesn't really matter if he does or not. I like the gunslinger mentality. I think the addition of Allen Robinson on that team is going to be far superior to what they had last year. Opposition to Cooper Cup, Matt Stafford has a big year again. Allen Robinson became an absolute ghost last year. And uh, he did. I remember talking to pals at work, fantasy football thing. And like, this, is this guy just not good anymore? Or what's the story here? This guy is a machine for catching the football. And the bears were like, no, we don't, we don't, we don't do that around here. He's just a quitter. <laughs> yeah. It right. bans Jefferson too. Ban Jefferson. Yeah. He's got weapons, weapons galore. All right. Number mm-hmm. six, Marcus. I've no, I don't think I have any more surprises on here. I th- uh, number six, I've got Justin Herbert. Okay. I think he improves from last year. Uh, I thought he was going to do better last year, but I think he'll improve this year. I think another year he should be good. Number six, Cody. At number six, we got Russell Wilson. Uh, this is a guy before injury. Uh, he was the second best quarterback in the NFL. This guy's all pro success uh, comes from the ability or no, I'm sorry. It, if he has all pro success, it'll come from his ability to attack center field. That's something that Russell Wilson has always struggled with, uh, at least in comparison to the rest of his throws. This guy is a perimeter God. Um, but at 34 is his time running out to be able to extend plays and search for that open receiver. At the same time, you got to think with that, uh, coach they got over there in Denver now and with guys like Jerry Judy running across the middle and having those perimeter targets that over the middle shouldn't be an issue for him like it was in Seattle where Seattle's game planning is kind of like uh, Mike Zimmer of the past couple years if you want to put it lightly uh, I feel like Pete Carroll and their offense over there in Seattle is way worse than what we've had to put up with the past couple of years if you uh uh, a word to the wise or any young quarterbacks listening. If you ever have a down season, do it like Russell Wilson, where you have 25 touchdowns and six picks. And everybody, <laughs> everybody's like, yeah, he's, he's falling off a little bit. <laughs> if you hand that stat line to Malik Willis, he'll get rookie of the year. Yeah, no doubt. All right. So number six, Wes. Uh, this is where I have reigning MVP, Aaron Rodgers. I think um, sending out his, Best and favorite weapon and arguably one of the top three wide receivers in the game, Devontae Adams. Um, and not really getting much back in return. Um, I'm not sold on Christian Watson being able to contribute much this year. Um, I, I got to put him at six. I mean, his pedigree keeps him close to the top five, but I, I can't put him ahead of any of these other guys. 
And a point of order to Vikings fans listening about uh, Rodgers or the Packers is while Rodgers is always um, astounding against the Vikings, when Zimmer was in charge, when he had his starting quarterback, not Sean Mannion, the Packers and Vikings were even split throughout Zimmer's eight years. And I think people just assume that Rodgers dominated and the Packers always beat the Vikings. That is false. Uh, my number six is Deshaun Watson, because uh, as Wes alluded to, he might be garbage if everything folks say about him is true. Uh, but for some reason in our culture, talent always outweighs criminality, whether it's Tiger Woods' shenanigans, Ray Lewis. They always come back if they've got talent. And I know how good the guy is on the football field. And I think that uh, if he depends on the suspension, I don't know if that's going to happen, but the guy does it all when he actually gets to play. Number five, Jason. Number five, I got got Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow coming in at number five. Um, I expect a huge year for him. I love that they uh, got him some help up front on the line. And those those young receivers um, mesh so well with him. It's great to see. It's it's fun to watch. I expect a big one from him. Marcus, number five. He said, "There's nothing weird. No Drew Lock in here." <laughs> no, no. Uh, I've got number five. I've got Matthew Stafford. I think uh, he'll have another good year. So that's why. That is all right, Cody. Number five. At number five, I got Justin Herbert. Uh, this guy, uh, his arm talent, it's on par with Patrick Mahomes, Prime Brady, any other comparison you want. He performs under high pressure, uh, has elite eye discipline. This is a dude who, that game against the Raiders that we were talking about earlier, one of the best games I've seen. Yeah. Uh, I can't name the exact stat, but he had an absurd amount of fourth down conversions. Uh, he knows where to go with the football before the play and he can still improve his accuracy a little bit, but I mean, this guy, the sky is the limit for this dude. He could be the number one quarterback next year and I wouldn't even bat an eye. Yep. And he's entering only year three. So, um, he did all of that absolute, just gem of performance throughout the place, uh, playoffs in his sophomore year. Wes, number five, number five for me, this is where I have Tom Brady. Um, you know, nobody knows how his arm's going to be at, at the, at this current age, but until he shows signs of decline or signs of weakness, uh, I can't put him any lower. Uh, he still has a bevy of weapons on that team. Uh, Russell Gage is another fantasy player to watch. I think he will take full advantage of uh, Godwin being out for a good portion of the start of the season. So Jason, that's another one for you. <laughs> yeah, I have taken notes, man. I don't also... be bothering you all season. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, something needs to happen. I only had one win last year, Wes. Yeah, <laughs> I have. And Thomas... you gave me advice and I ignored it. Yeah. Thinking oh, that yeah. I know. I think multiple that I times. <laughs> yeah, I know. Number five, I have Thomas Brady as well. I, I just don't ever see him allowing himself to play like Peyton Manning did in 2015. Let's face it, Peyton Manning's just kind of a, a doofus. Like, oh, shucks, you know, that's his persona. Oh, shucks. And Brady is not. He's cerebral. And I just, I don't think that Brady would ever step foot on a football field throwing interceptions and looking like an imbecile. So I have Brady at number five because I think it's a fair spot. Uh, number four, Jason. I love what you just said about Brady and compared him to Manning. (laughs) That was completely 100% accurate. Um, Manning was never a coordinated guy. I mean, he's just, but uh, where where are we at? Number four? Yep. 
Number four, I got Justin Herbert coming in hot. Herbert, I love watching Justin Herbert, except for when he plays Denver. Um, For all the points that Cody mentioned, I mean, this guy is it. Uh, Hopefully, and, and we talked about this a few times on the show, that coach of theirs looks like a little McVay type. He's a defensive-minded coach, which could explain why they cannot win those close games. Um, but, yeah, he's got all the weapons there. Um, hopefully this year's uh, he can really take that next step. I know they shored up the team quite a bit in, in free agency and then with the draft. So I don't know why you always do this with your division rivals. You're always so nice to them. Yeah, well, no, I don't <laughs> like them. I don't like them. But, uh, you know, I mean, hey, Herbert is a, you know, he's a stud. I, I hate, I hate looking at him. He just looks pretty. And I mean, oh man, he drives me completely nuts, but I'd have to, I'd be remiss if I didn't get him up in the top five for sure. That's fair. All right. Marcus hit us. Number four, uh, Joe Burrow. Uh, I think he was good. They improved the line, which they struggled with. So that's, I think he'll have more time. And I, I like him throwing to Jamar chase. It's beautiful. Yeah, just like they were going grocery shopping, they had a list to improve the offensive line, and it was super impressive. We'll see if he can avoid their Super Bowl runner-up curse. Uh, Number four for Cody. Uh, Number four, we go into my tier one. These are four guys that head and shoulders above the rest of the league, and it starts off with Tom Brady showing no decline at the age of 45. Uh, He didn't throw the ball down the field as much as he did in 2020, but he recorded a high percentage of big-time throws, showed he was still Tom Brady, and honestly, him not going to the Super Bowl is probably more of a fluke than a thing of normalcy. And like Dustin <laughs> said, this isn't a guy who's going to show the world that he sucks at football. We're going to watch the last of Tom Brady and wonder if he still could have played another year. And that's <laughs> going to be the same same as it was going to be for this year, same as it's going to be for next year. <laughs> yep. Number four, Wes. Uh, number four, this is where I have Joe Burrow. Oh, geez. Um, yeah. I think he continues to make the ascension uh, up the ladder here. Um, he's he showed last year uh, that he's got what it takes, and they surrounded him with weapons this offseason. They started to fix that offensive line, so um, I think four is a good spot for him. Number four, I have Aaron Rodgers. Um, despite losing his top weapon, he'll have 37 touchdowns, six interceptions, and they will get beat in the playoffs because this is what always happens to the green and yellow team. Number three, and I love it. Number three, Jason. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty good. Carson Wentz. No, number three, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I got Patrick coming in. I think he's going to have a really good year. I I granted Tyreek not being on that team is going to make the team look different, but I think that's a good thing. Um, and actually kind of a bad thing as a Broncos fan. Uh, I think they're going to be better than a lot of people say, uh, think, but, um, yeah, I mean, he's Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he can do it all. Number three, Marcus. I also have Patrick Mahomes at number three. Um, yeah, he's a good quarterback. Uh, I, I, couldn't, there's no way you can put him any lower. He just does unhuman things. Uh, I think, like my, my dad said, uh, without Tyreek Hill, I mean, he still has Juju. Juju's not a bad wide receiver. I think uh, just change up the scheme a little bit, but 
other than that, I think Pat Mahomes will still show up pretty good. Yeah, I can almost guarantee he'll be just fine. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Number three for Cody. Am I the only one that's talked about Russell Wilson at this point? Yes. Are we on a Denver podcast here? Or... <laughs> <laughs> at number three, I got Aaron Rodgers. Uh, this guy has a freakish ability, as we all know, to make big plays off of all platforms. Not only that, he avoids turnovers. Uh, he had, I think, four interceptions this past year, which um, you you depend on guys like these to elevate everybody else. And whether it's through Christian Watson or Amari Rogers or whoever, uh, this or the Lizard King uh alan lazard uh this is a guy who i fully expect to finish once again in mvp talks and he might follow brady out the door although i don't know if either one of their egos are small enough to retire in the same year but uh these are two guys that i don't think we're gonna see them play bad before they retire number three wes uh number three this is also where i have patrick mahomes um i I think the, the two guys ahead of him uh, have better set of weapons around them uh, than Patrick Mahomes does. Although I, I think he'll be just fine with what he has uh, more so than Aaron Rodgers. So here is where I have Patrick Mahomes. Number three, I have Russell Wilson and I have him doing this well right away because of precedent in 2020 Brady took over the Buccaneers. Boom. Super Bowl 2021 Stafford took over the Lions. Boom. Super Bowl. They didn't need a lot of get to know you time. And I think as Jason has stated on the show about a dozen times that the weapons were just waiting to be cultivated. And they went through at least three years with good offensive weapons, shitty quarterback play. And finally somebody after people screaming went and fixed it. And that was George Payton who went and got his guy. Um, and yeah, so I think that when it's all said and done, Russ will be right there in MVP conversation. And that's why I have him at number three, number two, Jason. That's where I got Russ. I got Russ at number two. I think that this is going to be the biggest year he's had to date as a pro for reasons. I mean, I made a prediction, a ludicrous prediction, but these weapons are ready. The the offensive coach is ready. Uh, Cody, I think, touched on it earlier. He's never had the ability to have a coach behind him and say, hey, you go do your thing. Go do your thing. So we've never really seen what Russ is fully capable of. And I'm so, so excited to see what he what he can do this year under Hackett and uh, all these weapons that are just ready to win. That's probably to Cody's point from about 20 minutes ago. That's probably why he's never won an MVP award, because they've never just taken the cap off the bottle and said, go do it. It's always been within the confines of this run first stuff, which is yeah. hilarious, which is hilarious. Yeah. And he still he's... puts up, you know, 40 plus touchdowns yeah. or right around that area. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I didn't even, I, I said it before, but yeah, I didn't even know the stat. I didn't even know that they've never finished in the top 16 and passing. Well, it's also wild with his hall of fame trajectory. I think I read maybe like a year ago or something like that. He's had like less than a handful of MVP votes votes mm-hmm. in his entire career, which is mm-hmm. to me is crazy. Um, so I definitely think that changes. It the is. Number. He got he got lucky early on. He was carried by the Legion of Boom, and then he started to carry them. But he didn't get the credit because the coach insisted on running the football right as the league was transitioning away from it. They they remained <laughs> faithful to it, kind of like the Vikings have done. Uh, number two, Marcus. I got. At number two, Russell Wilson. 
my number one, I just could not put Russell Wilson above <laughs> that guy. So uh, I think that Russell Wilson will do good. He did good in Seahawks, and I think he has way more weapons here, uh, a good defense. So I think that he'll he'll be putting up some good numbers. In life after Seattle, Marcus has Russell Wilson, number two. Cody, who do you have? At number two, I got Patrick Mahomes. Uh, he had the worst year of his career. Uh, and right now, most of us have him and or all of us have him in the top five, uh, which is saying something. Uh, career high interception total. My thing is, how are how is he going to adjust to defensive coordinators adjusting to him? I feel like a lot of uh, his bad games last year is because people figured out the Kansas City offense. And what's scary this year is they kind of have a guy who does everything and four different guys. So they each have their own role. Mm-hmm. If Patrick Mahomes can learn to take what he's given more often than trying to get what he's not given, obviously the sky's the limit. You could talk, be talking about another MVP award uh, waiting for Patrick Mahomes if he performs better than the sum of all pieces. Wes, number two. Uh, this is also where I have Russell Wilson. Um you know, new team, offensive-minded head coach, uh, the weapons surrounding him. Uh, I just, I think he takes the the next step from where he was and um, really shows out this year. I think my number two is your guys' universal pick for number one. My number two is Josh Allen, and I will believe it when I see it for them to get over the hump in the playoffs. It should happen. It better happen. Um, but yeah, I, I certifiably believe he is a top three passer, no matter who you have before or after him. And I think it's just good enough. And I will reveal why when I get to my number one speech in about two minutes. Uh, number one, Jason. Josh Allen, of course, Josh <laughs> Allen. I just I, I am really, really fond of this guy. You asked me a time or two. You know, who, you know, they, the Broncos got a tough schedule. Who are you most afraid to play? I'm not really afraid to play any of those guys, any of these guys. Um, I would be afraid to play Josh Allen. There's something about him. Just watching him play is just electric. Um, but yeah, to your point, hopefully he can, he can get over that playoff hump. And, and uh, you know, I think it's going to be a different beast in the playoffs this year. I don't think it's going to be the Chiefs bills like we're, we've kind of been used to seeing. I think there's, it's going to be, you know, who knows who's going to be in the playoffs in the dance this year, but uh, I think you can get uh, get to the Super Bowl for sure. Marcus, hit us with your number one. I've got Josh Allen. Uh, <laughs> he's just uh, another great unhuman being, yeah. and uh, he's going to score. He's going to put up lots of numbers, and I saw something. The only thing Josh Allen should be scared of is a coin toss. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Even though they fixed the rules for him. Yeah. Uh, Cody, you're number one. I got Josh Allen as well. Uh, he's built in a lab. I saw a stat earlier. He moved the chains 62 times with his legs. 62 first downs. This guy got running the ball. That is insane whenever you factor in that. He was a, a co-author of one of the best passing offenses in the league last year. Uh, he did have a high percentage of turnover-worthy plays. Uh, but I mean, even with that said, I got him as a number one quarterback. He's he's what Lamar Jackson. He's like a Lamar Jackson and uh, Patrick Mahomes combined, which definitely has him as my number one quarterback. Wes, give us your best Josh Allen speech. Yeah, the ultimate 
dual threat quarterback. I think he is what a lot of teams are trying to draft now. Um, a big enough guy that can take hits and stay in the game. Um, he's been the definition of durable, and I I can't put him any lower than than one. He he really showed out last year. Um, I know we discussed him kind of in depth uh, a couple of years ago, uh, wondering if he would take yeah. the take this step and boy has he (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, he he flat out wasn't very good until the 2020 season hit and then he was flat out very good um (laughs) so i had him at number two and i put patrick mahomes at number one i think wes has heard me give this speech before so you're gonna have to bear with me as we head off air um so right now all of you guys and some of the other folks listening you guys have mahomes fatigue um, I've given this speech about LeBron James. If LeBron James was a guy who was hanging out in Portugal or Nepal or Kenya, and all of a sudden you dropped him in the NBA and within three weeks, you'd be like, holy shit, this is the best thing I've ever seen. And if you did that exact same thing with Mahomes, he's coming over from Tanzania. He's coming over from New Zealand or something through him in within a month. You'd be like, oh my God. Uh, but now you're used to it. And I still think that his, his clutch gene is supersedes Allen's for now. And I, I, I think that he remains the best in the business. And it's it's like Tom Hanks in acting. You don't go watch a movie in a movie theater and leave and be like, God, Tom Hanks killed it. You just effing expect it now. So that's why I have Mahomes still at number one. Um, I think probably the Josh Allen, if he wins the MVP chip, then I can put him up there. But I still got Mahomes because I, I, I don't think it's fair to knock him down quite yet. I can never forget him hurtling us in that game. <laughs> Do you all remember how confident we were we were gonna beat the Bills? Oh, they were so hurdled us. He hurdled us. I looked at whoever was with me and was like, You want to watch something else? <laughs> yeah. Now, what about though is in in uh Brian Dayball not being there gonna have any effect on Josh, I wonder? Doesn't Possibly. matter. I mean you, you have to think maybe it could, but hopefully yeah. they run the ball some more because there was a stretch of four games that it was <laughs> I couldn't believe they they had like eight rushing yeah. attempts over. I want to say two or three games. Yeah, you weren't on the show then. Yeah, we we got we got after them because they went through a little uh, like yeah about a month long blip where we were like, uh, what's their like, deal? It was like playing Madden. <laughs> yeah, they, may not, they may not make the playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> and but then Bel- then that, that, the <laughs> that game when Belichick messed with them and just only passed it four times. <laughs> oh, yeah, the wind game. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that was wonderful. Well, they got James Cook now, and if he's anything like his broham, they're going to be just fine running the football or doing some of the tricky stuff. All right. Yes, we he's will- not. <laughs> We will be off next week because I am heading on a road trip to Seattle, but we'll be back on June 15th, probably with another batch of rankings. We'll decide in the meantime what those are. Um, All right, gentlemen, have a wonderful evening and week. Hey, yeah, have a good trip, man. Thanks. Later. Yeah. Yeah, Later.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.